In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. Now this morning, as we look at this passage from Luke 2, we are going to be going through the keyhole to look at some really important royal cribs. So here's the first place you find a royal baby. Let's go through the keyhole. I wonder if you can spot who that might belong to. It belongs to Princess Leonora, who is the daughter of the Princess of Sweden. What a fine, substantial thing. Uh, You wouldn't be buying one of those at Ikea, I don't think. Let's go through the keyhole a second time. Now, can you spot any signs here as to whose crib this is? This belonged to Napoleon II, son of Napoleon and Marie Louise, the daughter of Francis II, who was the last Roman emperor. A very uh, presidential, powerful uh, piece of furniture. Here's the third one. Now, we go through the keyhole again. Uh, This is the Cambridge crib in honour of Wills and Kate. It is self-rocking. It has a jet stream levitating function. It has a silicon hood with star display. It has a colour changing base and it has climate sensitizers. Where were they when we needed them all those years ago? Let's go to our fourth one. Here is the most royal of all cribs, the place for a true king. It is in Bethlehem. It is the manger, the feeding trough, where Jesus was laid by Mary and Joseph. Luke mentions this manger three times, so it is obviously very important for him and for us. It is practically a sign for the shepherds uh, as to where they will find Jesus. Uh, Presumably there were other babies in Bethlehem that night, but only Jesus was to be found in the manger. And secondly, for Luke, it hides an explosive truth that the baby in the manger is the saviour of the world. He is already being spoken of as the true king of the world, as opposed to Caesar Augustus, who'd ordered the census, or King Herod, who would try and do away with Jesus, the real king in the manger. The shepherds saw it and knew it and shared this great news. The wise men saw it and they bowed down and they worshipped. And we see it even more clearly because we don't just see Jesus's life, but we see his teaching, his death, his resurrection. We're going to use now a prayer that we've been using throughout our Advent podcast and the words will appear on the screen and I invite you to join in with me. Jesus, we greet you with wonder You are precious beyond mere words, and our world needs your presence more than ever. I gladly take up the angel's song of good news, joy, and peace. Let kings bow down. Let all creation marvel. Let this love story ring out for all to hear.
Amen. We're going to see a short video which has this beautiful, beautiful song called Be Born in Me. And kids, what I'd like you to do is to help the adults who are a bit slower than you, just help them understand who is who in each bit of the song. Uh, who's Mary, who's Joseph, who are the shepherds, who are the wise men. Just help them uh, get a grasp of what's going on. So let's watch that video together. 